Hello, hello. It is your friend, Phoenix Lassigan. I woke up 3 a.m. And actually, it was technically... Technically, 3 a.m. was actually 4 a.m. Because today is Daylight Savings Day, or whatever the fuck it's called. Anyway... I don't remember much what I said. I just remember venting. I vented a lot. And I ended up throwing some sponsor segments up and through. They are not announced. So I'm just apologizing in, apologizing, apologizing in advance. But that's what this is. This is an actual journal entry. An actual rant. Rave. Emotion. I'm in my feelings. At least I was. Now I'm just kind of like, eh. This is all off my chest. I need to let this all go. And so I let it all go here and I'm ready to move forward, but I'm also ready to share because no one listens to me anyway. Anyway, enjoy. So right now it is, it's four, it's 420 a.m. (laughs) how appropriate it's definitely the vibe right now it's definitely how I'm feeling very whiny very just like (sighs) all these fucking intrusive thoughts And my cycle hits me so hard. And I don't know if that's... I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. On the one hand, this is supposed to be an audio journal. On the other hand, I am so deep into my, my feelings. I'm so deep into hiding so afraid to let go of the past and so afraid to move on to the future I'm I'm so prickly right now I just in my brain I had all these thoughts just rolling through my mind and I'm like What are you going to do, man? I need to make the decision to either hide from the people that I know or just do, just be, just exist. The people that I know don't like me. That is so hard to say because... I'm actually one of those people that I make my peace with the way people interact with me. And it's not like I don't want to be famous. It's not what the goal is. The goal is to generate traffic to the other things that I'm doing because I I can't talk about it. I can't talk about the other things that I'm doing 
with the people that I know. They don't care. And if they care, they don't believe that I'm the right person to talk about anything. Oh, fuck. I'm trying not to have a total meltdown. (sighs) There's just this monster inside of me screaming, just screaming. She won't stop fucking screaming. I think I know what I need to do or what I can do, not what I need to do. I mean, there's so many things that I can do, like say fuck it and just be, just exist. Be the things that I encourage everyone to be themselves, first and foremost. It's easy to tell me you have a business plan. It's easy to tell me that it's your fifth one, your first one, your tenth one, completely different than the last. It's easy to tell me these things and I will run with you as far as you want to run, but Not me. The problem is I'm seeking external validation to someone to just say, keep going. But the people that tell me to keep going, they tear me down. They tear me down the second they see me taking flight. And I think, okay, so maybe not this one. school friend tell me something 
about herself. And I thought, wow, you're so lucky. I mean, she says that she feels these things that I feel that she can relate. And I'm saying she can relate, not because she knows this is how I feel, but because she said that she's insecure. But it's not the same insecurity. I grew up with her. I watched both of her parents encourage her to do everything. Put her into all the activities and just really push her to succeed. She had a lot of friends in high school. She made sure I didn't have any. And I didn't have the mental health or support system at home to know what the fuck I was into. I was just navigating everything by myself. That's fine. I got through it. And despite what everyone thought of me, I'm still an accountant. got a nice build, nice apartment and a nice building, nice high-rise building, a beautiful view. But I'm not doing what I want, not feeling how I thought I'd feel. I don't have any friends. So. And I don't mean. You know what's interesting. People. Oh you have friends. Oh don't say that. It's not necessarily sad. To not have friends. I'm okay with not having friends. What I'm not okay with is having people. Around me. Pretending to be friends. Dying. For me to say that we're friends when you don't like me. But I pretend because it's just easier to pretend. Like, hey, nah, it's cool. I know this person doesn't like me. I know they come over to pick at me because they just get some sort of excitement out of whatever quirky bullshit I'm going to come up with. And I hate it. And because I've been so warm... And nice. All the time. Just nice. That's what's expected of me. Oh, what's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong. It's just that I don't feel like pretending. That I don't know that you don't really like me. I don't feel like keeping up appearances. Like I'm annoying. I annoy you. So you want me to stay here so you can come get me. Pick a little energy and when I start talking too much and you can't talk enough, then I gotta slide. There's a a certain ick feeling. Anyway, I 
Before I move on, I also want to address last week. I have a food allergy. I think my sister's friend doesn't believe that I have the food allergy. I don't know. But she gave me food with the food allergy in it. And I went into anaphylaxis. It doesn't happen the way people think it does. At least not all the time. Like, I don't know what happens to other people. But there's a window where I will still go into anaphylaxis. But if I get the Benadryl, I'll survive. And so I don't carry an EpiPen because I'm just very careful about what I eat. Very careful, very, 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 very careful about what I eat. And I'm noticing now, you know, people were very careful about this particular allergy. It's a, a well-known allergy. It's it's something that you... I'm allergic to nuts. I'm allergic to nuts. <laughs> I was raised to think that if you publicize that you are allergic to nuts, someone is going to use it to try to kill you. So I'm just very careful. I ask people about the ingredients in their food. I don't eat it if we're not sure. I know that pastry cakes inside of a pastry container, like... As long as there's no close contact. So if you are familiar with Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, they'll tell you, oh, if you eat nuts, you should, if you're allergic to nuts, you should steer clear of all mass-produced pastries and cakes. But I am not there. And interestingly enough, each and every nut has a different reaction. I've had my brush with cashews three times in the past two years the beginning of the pandemic late last year and then here we are this year where my sister's friend is like oh you should be carrying an EpiPen anyway or I asked you if there were nuts in this and you were super positive that there wasn't any and I went home, and two days later, went into anaphylaxis. She didn't call my sister to let her know that I went into anaphylaxis until, like, 11 p.m. I told her at 8. I messaged her at 8, like, yo, the food you gave me has nuts in it, and I'm going into anaphylaxis. And then I called my children's father, which, interestingly enough, once I came to, was like, why didn't you call your actual sister? But I called him. He stayed on the phone with me until like 1030. Because by then I was like in a Benadryl induced coma. And by this time, like my phone, just to give you a timeline, it was like eight o'clock. My kids went to bed early. I was in a still in a fucked up head space. Um and I decided to heat up this food. So like 8.30, I start licking the sauce. Before I actually eat the food, I'm licking the sauce. 
because the sauce smells yummy and but it's second the second it hits my tongue it's like my body remembered the taste i couldn't tell you what cashews tasted like to save my life but my body instantly i was like those are nuts that's a nut sauce and so i sit for about 30 seconds and it starts to like roll in and so you don't see it it's not you know when on tv when someone takes a nut they're like oh he's allergic to nuts and it's like <gasps> it doesn't work like that for me or maybe it does it just doesn't seem like it takes that long um but i guzzled i took a bottle of children's benadryl and just knocked it back knocked it back with a full bottle i drank half of it because i my brain is going into frazzle mode and then I took 20 milligrams of the Benadryl tablets because again, these are cashews and cashews happen to be really, really bad. They're already poisonous. I think it's cashews and pistachios that are are highly toxic anyway and so I'm allergic to those nuts and obviously though that rea reaction is much worse. So um, I'm trying to finish the shells after I've taken my Benadryl but it just wasn't happening for me. So I threw it up there because I wanted to be consistent. Oh, it doesn't matter anyway because no one's really listening. And that is what brought me here today. That if I... I keep changing my name and reinventing myself because I let it slip to people that I associate with that this is what I'm doing. And I don't want to be involved. I want to be involved. Please tell me everything. Tell me, tell me, tell me. And it's not to support. It's to make fun. And now I'm sitting here like, so are you going to do it again? Or are you just going to tell these people, listen, I can't be your friend. I can't be your friend. The reality of it is my wings get too big for you and you clip them automatically. That's for one friend who I wouldn't even refer to as a friend, honestly. I don't think, I don't find this person, fashion this person as a friend. By any stretch of the imagination, we've been through hell and back emotionally. And it's not even us against the world. It's us, us against each other. I, I talk to her out of pure habit. And I don't want to do that anymore. But when I don't answer the phone, she starts to panic. And then, of course, I start to panic because what is she going to do when she realizes I don't feel like talking to her today? What hateful message am I going to receive? Maybe not this time, but the next time. Maybe not this time, but the third time. So it's like I'm I'm aware that this is a world of my own design. I had to think about it. And even though I was in my feelings and I'm just like, yo, this woman I know just started her podcast and she's listened hundreds of listeners and the quality, the audio quality is terrible. And I don't even know what the fuck she's talking about. And people want to listen. It's awesome. And it has nothing to do with her as much as it does. Like, I just remembered she's kind of set up for this. That people are going to support her regardless. I want to be surrounded by people that are going to support me regardless. Today, I want to open a wine bar. Tomorrow, I want to open a cool stuff sculpting studio. The third day, you know what? I think I'm going to start a business for daycare. 
I'm going to be a phlebotomist. I'm going to be a lab tech. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to be a coder. I'm going to be a mindfulness coach. I'm going to post videos online. And mind you, if any of my quote-unquote friends hear this, it's so funny how it's going to blend together. No one's going to really know who I'm talking about. They're going to all assume it's all about them because it is all about them. They've all run through this cycle of, oh, I'm going to do a coffee bar. Oh, I'm going to sell Nutra this. Oh, I'm going to do that. Send it to me. I'll buy it. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, sure. You can do it. Oh, here's some ideas. All the fucking time. I put out a $5 course. Does anyone share it? No. (laughs) No, they don't. They pick my brain for ideas all the time, but you don't think anyone else can benefit from picking my brain for ideas. Oh, I miss the days where you were dating and you were this and you were that. You always had such interesting stories to tell. Please respectfully fuck you. keep in mind this could be because I smoke right like I end up smoking and then fuck all this shit it doesn't matter you want to talk to me we can talk I'm not really retaining anything you're saying at this point because it doesn't matter I'm gonna say something back you're gonna write it down and you're gonna utilize it for whatever you need to maybe that's my space in life I just want to be a writer want to have passive income there's sex work happening on the side that I'm not really happy with people look at me like I have a life of privilege and I think that's even funnier like people you guys don't even know oh poor girl sitting in her high rise apartment with a beautiful view rooftop pool oh poor girl aren't you an accountant don't you have a side hustle? Don't you get paid a lot of money for your side hustle? It's not something that I want to do. But I do it because it's a side hustle. And I do like money. I like money. Sad girls love money because what else do I have? And I try not to do any magic on my cycle because it's always going to be emotional magic. It's always going to be emotional spell work. Where I'm like scorching the earth. And maybe I should just stop holding that self, that part of me back. I don't very much understand. And I haven't smoked anything now. A 
all it does is make me tired and just less emotional, right? But emotions are part of your life. I just want a little variety. It definitely gets worse around this time of the month, though. Oh, my God. A week before, a week and a half before, it's a slow descent into fucking depression. Then the cycle actually starts, and I'm fine. It's not, like, anything too crazy. All of the emotions have passed. But this is what I've told my ex when he'd be like, oh, I'm not paying attention to you. It's just your period. And it's like, it's not just my period, though. That's the thing. I'm tolerant. I'm tolerant and less emotional throughout the rest of the month. I don't really care. I see you. I play my part in this stupid ass interaction we have. And then I move on with my life. But on my period, it just hits a little different. The same interactions that annoy me just a little bit, but not enough to make any scenes because... Let me tell you something. If I made it, if I made a scene every time somebody pissed me the fuck off, if I made a scene every time somebody pissed me the fuck off, I'd probably be in jail. I'd probably be the most unhinged person that I know. I mean, I I can't even imagine. But no, I. <sighs> oh. And I don't like to be on social media. Do you understand how many insincere moments there are when you stop to record them? Oh, let me put this on camera and then post it. I don't have any friends to share shit with. There's nobody on Facebook that's actually a friend. Are you kidding? That was my problem with Facebook to begin with. At the very beginning, there were people who would not speak to me in person but wanted to watch me on Facebook? Oh, you're so weird. I'm weird because I don't want you watching me on Facebook. Bitch, you don't like me in person. Why would I put you on my Facebook? And then suddenly, slowly but surely, here we are. It's crazy how the information can be right in front of you from the fucking start. No, no, I don't want to do it this way. But how do you get out of it? Okay, so you create another number and then you sign up on all your shit on this number that nobody has. You block the people because there's one person. Oh, my God, this fucking guy, this fucking guy, this fucking queen, this catty fucking butch petty ass queen. He will... He follows me on anything he possibly can because he just wants to be nosy and report it to his bitchy-ass group chat. It's disgusting. I block him. He's literally begged me to tell him about the dirty little details. Oh, who you messed with in the office? Tell me. I made something up because you're too pressed to fucking know. You don't even like me. Bitch, it's not like that. It's you. It's you, bitch. No, it's not. It's you. 
but I've also been ostracized and I guess I'm holding on to that trauma of being ostracized for being honest about my opinion and how many times being honest about how I felt about some interaction has gotten me on the chopping block like I'm the crazy person I don't like your energy I'm gonna tell you I don't like your energy and now you don't like my energy you don't like my energy Because, yes, that works out for me even better. Because now I'm just protecting my peace. As I'm ranting and ranting and ranting, I'm like, none of this probably makes fucking sense to people. Because there are things springing up in my brain. And I'm just spewing them out. And it's just like... I've been arrested for disorderly persons twice. And my job knows that. They ran a background check. I'm sure the arrest record is in there. There are no charges, but... (sighs) I don't know how to stand up for myself that does not end... In this huge uproar every single time and I don't know what to do about that I don't know what to do about that because I'm running through all of the scenarios right and understanding that I have no idea what to do. So just to, just to explain what I'm thinking about. Because I'm like, okay, well, you can try this. And my brain, I'm like, well, try this. And then my brain is showing me I'm just, you know, reflecting on what has happened in the past and, like, you know, why this particular solution wouldn't work because you've tried this before. Imagine. Imagine. There's one woman who, she likes me enough, right? We're not necessarily friends, but we're okay. And I know where I stand with her, and I think that's why I'm okay with her, because I know that she likes me enough, meaning we get along, but she doesn't want to talk to me on weekends. And, no, if I'm being honest, I don't understand it. I don't expect to spend 24-7 with someone or talk to someone every single day. But how do you want to eat lunch with someone? How do you insist on wanting to eat lunch with someone just so you can sit and stare at your phone? You don't want to really talk to them during work hours, but you want to sit and eat lunch with them. What the fuck is that about? And we've been places outside of work, but then like one day last minute, we were supposed to just go somewhere, just the two of us, and she canceled. 
and I didn't care enough to like reschedule or push for a reschedule. I thought the whole situation was weird in itself, but I didn't really care. Like, I cared enough to remember it, right? And then I'm thinking, okay, well, if I stop coming to lunch, which I tried this week, it did not go unnoticed. It did not go without, like, little, I guess, I'm going to say playful in quotes, because they want to know, are you really going to stop having lunch with us? And then this other woman, this whack bitch, she's like, hi, hi, bitch. Don't speak to me like that because you know you're trying to feel it out because you know I don't really fuck with you. I'm not really fucking with you. I don't really want to fucking talk to you. But here we are, forcing interactions with each other. Why? I've never understood that. The amount of people my entire life that have been engaged with people that they don't fucking like. And I'm just like, so this is normal. So I'm trying to assimilate. And it's not working for me. I'm not the brooding, oh. So lonely. I'm not that type of person. I just want to know how this game is supposed to be played so I can play it correctly. Everyone seems to know how to fucking play but me. And I can... Because you know what was really fly? What's really interesting is that if I push through this feeling not having validation from the people that I associate with. I push this feeling and I find the kind strangers that I'm looking for. All of these people who have not been supported from the beginning. I know her. We're friends. Oh, I know her. She's so this. She's so that. You're waiting for other people to weigh in on me before you can decide whether or not you actually want to be my friend. And that feels really dirty. That feels really fucking dirty. It it feels it just feels dirty. To know that you've got these people who don't support you. But if you make it big, they will support you. And if you don't, they'll laugh and say, I knew you weren't going to amount to anything. But the reality of it is, I think a lot of people don't end up making it because they get locked in this whole dialogue where it's like, well, my friends and family don't support me. They don't understand where I'm coming from. And they don't. I think I've said this. I definitely haven't posted it. I've got, I've got 500 recordings. Of these kind of rants that I don't post. My own friends don't listen to me, right? But this is what we have just gone over. That I'm looking for kind strangers. Not people that I know. I don't have any friends. And I want to stand... I Honestly, I should stand on that, right? But then two people that I talk to... I'm your friend. I'm your best friend. I'm your sister. And then maybe I don't know what friends are. 
one certainly does not laugh at you as you feel as though you're dying on the floor. She's not going to laugh at you. She's going to uplift you. But no, she laughed at me. And of course she did. And she won't admit this part. She hasn't admitted this part. She's just like, I didn't realize how serious it was. was, And I'm so sorry. No, it's not that you didn't realize how serious it was. It was that you were happy. You were happy that I was crushed by someone because even though you were trying to stick it out with your little piece of shit, it was better. My relationship was better than your relationship. And so when it didn't work out, you were happy. And now you can still be happy talking to me because I'm single. Not dating. And you're still wrapped up in your shitty ass relationship with your shitty ass racist fucking boyfriend. Then the other one. I'm your friend. I support you. No, you don't. Or maybe I'm just locked into how you used to treat me. And now, everything's better. You're healed. And so I gotta just, you know... There's never gonna be any apologies or admitting to how you lied to everyone about me who would listen. This woman, she's a woman now, but Lord knows. In our 20s... And it's like, girl, you got to get over this. But you can only get over shit that you've processed. So I'm fucking processing it now. In our teens and 20s, this woman told anyone who would listen that I was out here fucking her boyfriends. Men I didn't even know. Men I never met. Men I might have only seen once. And the crazy part, the crazy part is that she was always trying to fuck my boyfriends. I don't think she knew that I knew because I never said anything to her about it because... They didn't want to fuck her. She wrote one a whole note and he brought it to me. Look at the note your friend wrote me. I can't stand that ugly bitch. So what, that's, what, that's what he said. And then the other one was like, hell, your friend is shot out. This is blah, 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 blah. And because it has been every single man that she had known that I had been involved with, every single fucking man had come to me at some point to tell me she tried to fuck him. It became so fucking part of the fucking plan, yo. Like, I already knew. And I already know you're not going to fuck her because I already know what the other... Like, it just... And this is the thing, because you're like, why do you know they didn't fuck her? Because we were together all the time. Me and these men were literally together all the time. If we weren't together, it's because I was in school. And one of them went to school with us. So he walked me to and from class. There was another girl who had cornered him in the um in the stairwell. Like this boy in particular, girls hated me for him. Oh my god, because I was so homely. He could see past all of the shit that I, the way I presented myself in school. And everyone, no one else could understand it. So they were mean as fuck to me because he happens to be a faithful boyfriend. That I know for a fact. He doesn't cheat. 
And all of his girlfriends presented themselves present themselves the way I presented myself in high school. He definitely has like the type where they're not traditionally attractive. We were not traditionally attractive. He was. He is. Dimples, tall, dark skin. He's got dreads now, light brown eyes, high cheekbones, full lips. Very, very, very handsome young man. And the girls would be so fucking mean to me because he wouldn't give me time of day. My own friend did that. She That was the first guy I think she did that to me. No, actually, it wasn't. I watched the first guy she did that to me for. The, I watched him slap the shit out of her. We all went to the movies and he slapped her so fucking hard. And then she came back to me later to tell me, oh, yeah, he said he was only messing with you because you're easy and that you're really ugly and blah, 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 blah. But, miss, I know that you tried to or did fuck him after I finished. After we, he and I finished doing whatever the fuck we were doing. You slid right on in, and you couldn't wait to come back and tell me what he really thought about me. Because you got yourself a little piece. And I got to get over this stuff, but this is how she's treated me our entire life. Until I was like 20. Because we had cut ties with each other around 19, 20, because she kept telling these other women that I was fucking her boyfriends. I'm like, I don't even know this man. I literally, I actually physically could not tell you what any of these men looked like. Then she kept her friend who actually tried to fuck her husband on his on their wedding night, which I wouldn't be surprised if they actually did because her husband's a rat-ass dog. I wouldn't be fucking surprised. But she kept that friend. They're still cool. She'll send me catty shit about her every so often. But they're still cool. No, it's water under the fucking bridge. Me. Who's never fucked any of your boyfriends. Never even wanted to. There was one in particular that's coming to mind right before the final fallout. That I saw when we were kids. We were in high school. And I only saw him the one time and I started talking to his friend. And hanging out with his friend, I think. I think that's the same guy. Yeah, I started kicking it with his friend. But his friend was so quiet and mousy. And so I met a third friend of theirs who was actually not the first guy's friend. So there was her ex-boyfriend, his best friend. That's the one I started hanging out with. His best friend was not giving me any energy. And then I met their other friend who turned out to be an unhinged piece of work. But that's who I was dating. And yet it comes back to me that while this girl is away, I'm trying to fuck on this man that I hadn't seen since she fucked him in the back seat of his best friend's car. I said, and so these are things that I have to work through. These are things I have to process because they only surface when I'm like recalling why I'm feeling so negative about these interactions. And I guess if I were to say this one in particular, that I'm like, maybe I'm just seeking closure. Maybe I'm seeking for her. Because, you know, one day she called me and said she forgave me. She called me and said, I forgive you for everything you've done to me. And I was like, um, okay. The fuck? The fuck? I didn't apologize. I didn't have anything to apologize for. And yet you called me to tell me that you 
forgive me. I think she heard me say something about things that I've done in the past, which was not at all referring to her because I did steal $20 from her. I did steal $20 out of her bag one time. I was 15. And um, I don't know why I did it, honestly. I mean, I was broke for sure, but I don't know why. Like, I don't think that would have made a difference. I had a boyfriend at a time. At the time, would buy me whatever I wanted. So I have no idea why I did that. I think I was just on some klepto shit. But if you want to say, oh, I forgive you for that, then like, sure. But anything else? I haven't done anything else to you. You called. And this is this. Okay, see, now we're getting somewhere. She called my ex-boyfriend, the one that I said was, like, so faithful that girls were super, super fucking mean to me because he wouldn't take their calls. And that she wrote him a note telling him that I cheated on him, which I did. I was an insecure girl, and I gave some random boy, like, we hooked up in the fucking woods. It meant, it meant nothing. I didn't even talk to the boy again. But she told my boyfriend then when he and I were trying to work things out, I met my very first love. And she told him about that. She said, you know, she's seeing somebody else now, so you sure you don't want to give me a chance? And he said no. Then she called him from her house and said, hey, she's in the bathroom, but she asked me to call you real quick to say, can you come over? So he goes over to the house because I, this is another thing. Bless his little heart. He wasn't the brightest. That was another part of it. Um, and I don't even know if she knows that I know all of this because one time we were talking about something and I was like, yo, did you know such and such a sister passed away? Oh, I forgot all about her. But I'm thinking, how the fuck did you forget about somebody that you tried so hard to fucking get in your fucking bed? How? How? Nonetheless, he goes over to our house and she opens the door in a thong because her parents were never really home. And obviously I wasn't there, but he leaves. He leaves and he calls me. You guys are probably listening like, girl, he ain't leave, but I'm sorry for you if your experiences that you've never really like experience someone who was faithful to you he's probably the only faithful boyfriend I've ever had because even my first love that she ended up telling him about that boy he 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 created this savage that I had become in my relationships because I was so used to you know like this is the comings and goings yeah I love you I want to be with you I'm gonna marry you all that good stuff let's just have fun that's what I'm thinking, like, whatever. We're going to tell each other we love each other, we want to marry each other, the sex is bomb, all of that shit, and we're going to move on. Because that's what he that's what he and I did. And then I would get into a relationship with somebody else because he would leave for months at a time. And the second he came back, I would be like, I'm sorry, I got to slide. <laughs> My boyfriend's back. <laughs> so I'm, just to be clear, I'm very real, I'm like... I'm a realist when it comes to these things. And you would have to meet this boy, the one that I'm talking to, that she kept trying and trying and trying. And every single time he would be like, yeah, yo, this is what the fuck she was up to. Anyway, 
Um, I have successfully gotten everything off of my chest. And it's not going to make a difference, but I'm going to put this out there. And, you know, it's almost like self-sabotage, right? Like, I'm going to put this out there. They're going to hear it, and either they're going to address it, or they're going to move differently with me. They're going to stop talking to me, which is really what I want, but that's cognitive dissonance, right? Like, I have to be the one to say, listen, don't fucking speak to me. Allow them to look at me like, oh, I don't know why she's acting like this against me. I'm so nice to her. I like and support her so much. Why is she so mean to me? And I have to be okay with them pretending that they're completely innocent. And I have to be okay with making the decision. Because the thing is, I'll make the decision and I'm so scared to step out and just fall. I'm so afraid to be like, well, what if I lose what very little support that I, I have? When I decided to publish my books, <clears throat> I had no support. No, I won't say no. I had the support of strangers. Not my friends. When I started my website, the crazy, crazy one that, like, has a complete fucking meltdown, meltdown anytime we stop talking, she said I was copying off of her. She wanted to start a celebrity blog. Not really into writing about celebrity gossip. So, but I said I would write for her her blog. If she wanted me to write for her, just tell me what you want me, like, what you want me to write about, I'll write and send it to you. But she never said anything. So then I was like, you know what, I love writing fiction. I used to write fiction and pass the stories out all the time. I'm going to go ahead and do that. And she fucking flipped her shit on me. Now she's, oh, I'm so supportive. You shouldn't be writing more. I'm so sorry I did that to you. Rant, 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 rant. Girl, fuck you, respectfully. The trauma response is so intense. It's so intense. It shuts me down. It's like someone takes me, takes my heart and puts it into a fucking blender. When you trust someone enough with your dreams and your goals and you're so happy and they scream at you about it. How do you, there are people who get past shit like that so easily. What's your secret? And then if I say things like, this woman, this woman in particular, if I say things like, yo, you, because I've cried about this before. I'm not even sure if I posted it because it was just kind of like, I'm tired of the abuse. For her, my mother, my ex, like my children's father, if I say, like, this is how you make me feel, suddenly it's like, well, this because you're an awful person. That's why I make you feel this way. And then I'll be like, well, what did I do? I want to fix it. Mm, what the fuck I did? I want to fix it. You know what you did. I don't. I don't. I'm sitting here with my words telling you what you've done to hurt me. And you feel like now's the appropriate time to tell me that it's because I've hurt you so much. That's why you decided to hurt me. So tell me what I did so we can talk it out. Because I don't like feeling like this. And I get a whole lot of fucking nothing back. You, you know what you did. You just made me so sick. Did I say anything to you? And when you... And then it's like something completely unrelated. 
And so as I'm recapping these things and shit, I just, I don't want to, I just don't want to do this shit anymore. I don't want to do it. Oh, I don't want to fucking do this shit anymore. This is crazy. Two crazy ladies at my job, they were like really trying to make friends with me. And I'm just like, no, because I can tell that you're off and I've got enough of that shit in my life, bro. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it respectfully i'm sure you're a nice person i'm sure the people in your life love you but i have enough shit going on in my life enough people in my life that don't really fuck with me but you know it's true or what's interesting is some unhinged people that will probably fuck with you the hardest but it's just so extreme and then it's like well what do you want these people are going to support you these people are going to these people are your people maybe maybe these are people you need to be around and I'm like, I would rather be alone. I would rather be alone. There's one woman who she infiltrated the group, but she made sure we were like, she just shut down. All of our dynamics, she shut it down and it became like this really weird school lunch situation. And I didn't want to be part of it. So I, I was like, listen, I'm not going to come to lunch anymore. It's cool, whatever. Um, I don't want to do this because she makes me uncomfortable. So you guys be safe out there. I'll see you around. They wanted to keep having lunch with me, which is interesting, right? Given everything that I've said about this particular lunch group. Oh, I don't think I've said anything about these. No, I definitely have said my fair share about these two women in particular that are in the lunch group. But um, I didn't tell you, like, they each have special notifications on for me. So that they they ignore my messages and they one has told me this straight up the other one is being too scary about it i don't know why i think because i don't know why i'm not even going to pretend to know why she doesn't she's not as open about it as the other one and that the other one is the one i said i know where i stand with her right so i know where i stand with her she doesn't want to talk to me on the weekends she got a special notification and everything just so she doesn't check her phone by accident when i message her Oh, but you want you want to eat lunch with me so much. You enjoy eating lunch with me so much that you are okay with kicking out this complete stranger. So I don't quite understand it, but I know that it does not have to be all or nothing. That is something that I've come, you know, like I've come a long way. I've had my entire life. I've had all or nothing friends, and this one is not. She's a, I'll see you at lunch. I like to eat lunch with you because I find you entertaining, I guess. And then you can tell me your business. I'll gladly listen, share with my sisters and friends. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what her deal is. But to be honest, I don't like that one either. I don't like that either. And maybe after posting this, I can find a kind stranger who will be like, let me explain. And I will gladly listen. I will gladly anyway so that being said let's just go back to the cre oh the other woman fuck her i don't like her she's jealous i know she's jealous and if i could kick her the fuck out of the lunch group i would but then there would be no one left okay i can't stand that musty bitch and i'm comfortable saying that shit and if she's do you think i'm a musty bitch i do I do. I'm glad you asked. I'm so glad you asked. I actually do. I just don't say anything because it's rude. But 
Since we're here, I'm so glad you asked. Yes, I can tell. I hate the fact that I know when you're not wearing underwear because it permeates the fucking space you're in. I hate that I know that about you. It makes my stomach turn. Anyway, so this lady, and oddly enough, you know what? This lady used to say the same shit about the woman that I just said that about. She used to be like, I can't stand her fucking laugh. I can't stand her ashy feet. I hate that she dresses like an old lady every fucking day. Her voice makes me sick. That's the type of shit this lady would say to me. Mind you, I never reciprocated. I think what I said was, I thought she was trying to, I thought they did fuck. There was this whole thing where we were all gossiping about whether or not this musty lady ended up fucking one of our co-workers and I had already assumed that they had sex and just like shrugged it off she didn't want to tell me she felt it out about like what I was thinking about them having sex I thought it was gross because I thought he was gross I still think he's gross and not gross looking he's attractive he's just super arrogant loud and wrong 99% of the fucking time and it's always like women listen to the words of wisdom I have to say out of everyone, he's the only one that, that knows exactly how I feel about the words that come out of his mouth. And we have built up this brotherly, sisterly relationship behind it, which is interesting how that dynamic can be one way. But with the women that sit across from the both of us, it is completely different. That being said, I had assumed that he had already had sex with this woman because they lived. They took the same train. They would take the same days off. They exchanged phone numbers. He said, oh, just in case. You know, we take the train <laughs> just in case you decide to stay home for inclement weather. You can text me so I know that you're staying home and then I won't come in and they won't think like, oh, well, if he could get to work, how come she couldn't get to work and vice versa? And I laughed in her face and I said, you believe that or are you just telling me that? And she's like, well, no. And I just said, okay. <laughs> and I moved around because like, miss. Who's lying here? Who's Somebody in this group is lying, and it ain't me. Y'all live in the city, and you're going to tell me that your concern is that knowing how the trains run in the city also, because they're like every five minutes, every ten minutes, you can get on the C train one minute, and then the A minute in four minutes, or whatever, the A train in four minutes, like... The likelihood of y'all always being on the same train, is it possible? Yes, because you're on time. You're leaving the same time every day. But now, there's inclement weather. And maybe you've decided, I'm going to leave a couple minutes later. Do you really think our bosses, because even though we're all in the same department, we don't report to the same people. Do you really think they're like, hey, these two motherfuckers, one is here, the other one is not suspicious. No, no they're not but okay we'll all buy this story and that's what everyone ran with he would never do that to his wife he loves his wife this man on several occasions has told us that cheating is on the table for him and his wife that she knows she's got it good with him so if he decided he wanted to cheat he could he told us that with his fucking words so me being the detective that i am i just said okay well they interact in a very strange flirtatious way Everyone wants to act like they don't see it. So I'm going to guess that we all know. And there's nothing to talk about. Like, And it wasn't. It doesn't matter. We're all adults. What you do with your penis and your vagina is none of my business. Unless you want to tell me about it. I'm all ears. Okay? But. 
these other two women, the crazy lady and the one who doesn't really like me, only for lunchtime she likes me, they're adamant that this man did not have sex with the third woman who is musty. She is, in fact, musty. What's interesting, and this, this is another thing, I could just be present for the talking shit. And maybe because they know, like, it's true and they can only assume that I'm, I'm in agreement. <laughs> I never co-sign. So the one thing, my biggest issue with this musty lady before all of this happened is that she's a hater. And she accused me of being a hater. This is all petty shit, by the way. It's crazy because we are, I'm the youngest in the group. Keep that in mind. I'm the youngest in the group, but I'm grown. I'm super grown. I'm 34 going on 35. I'm my 35th calendar rotation, okay? Everyone is five years and up from me. Okay, everyone. The man is 43. The woman, the musty woman, she's 43. Um, the woman who only likes me for lunch, she's 39. And the crazy lady that dog walked, the musty lady, she's almost 50. Anyway, so my issue with the musty lady is that She's a liar and she's fake. But you being musty, dressing like a teacher, um, wearing nude lipstick, even though it clashes terribly, makes you look really strange. I make my peace with all of that because none of that's my business. I don't care how you dress and I can observe things without placing judgment. Like, yeah, she does dress like a teacher, but whatever, right? Like... Who cares? That's her style. Um, but no. The guy who I thought had sex with the musty lady and the 50-year-old lady that works for him both had the nastiest, meanest things to say about this woman. And I stopped them. I was like, yo, chill. I'm not going to talk about her appearance like that, bro. You're wildin'. Like, I just thought maybe it was a personality thing that we were about to start giggling about. But I'm not going to, like, make fun of this lady's appearance, her foot fungus. They were like, oh, her ashy-ass feet. And then my other friend says, it's fit, foot fungus. Fit, foot, blah, blah, blah. It's foot fungus. And I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm not going to go there with any of you. I don't really fuck with her, but it's because of her personality flaws. It has nothing to do with her appearance. I actually have made my observations, but if we're still picking apart people's appearances, I don't really know. So the crazy lady ends up hand-making the other lady's Christmas gift. And I thought, what a fucking strange thing to do. You hate this lady. You just told me a week ago how much you hated this woman. That's the reason why I didn't want to have lunch with you. Because I didn't want to get mixed up in no bullshit. And now you hand make her a gift? No. So that was that for me. And I made, like, again... I felt like my issue with the musty lady, and I'm only calling her the musty lady. I could call her what? Teacher lady. We'll call her teacher lady because I'm aware that musty lady is not the nicest. Teacher lady. I'm aware about her like personality things that really have burned my toast. But again, I move with cognitive dissonance. So if we can be respectful and cool on the surface, 
then that's what will be. I guess. I I now that I'm coming to to the tail end of this, I crave deeper deeper connections that are genuine. That's what I want. A genuine deep connection. All this other shit, I don't like it. I don't like this other shit. Where we pretend to like one another. Pretend to be friends. Like, we don't have to eat lunch together. Well, I'm ready to take this whole thing to a close. And I'm thinking, you know, you didn't add any context to some of the stuff that you ranted about, but it doesn't fucking matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. And after I rant and get it all off my chest, I'm like, is it really that serious? And is it? Nah, I don't think so. Does that stop me? No. Your feelings are your feelings. This thing has gotten long enough. 24 minutes, 30 minutes. And it's like, well, you can cut and chop and screw and fuck it. Ideally, none of none of my other recordings will be this long. It's now I started at four. It's almost 5.30 if it is not 5.30 already. I had to stop a few times to blow my nose, use the bathroom. But now, now that everything's off my chest, I'm just like, eh. I always like to make sure that I'm open to receiving criticism on how I decide to be a friend, how I show up as a friend. (sighs) But also, I just, I'm tired of caring. I don't want, it's like, So the woman who only wants to talk to me at lunchtime because I'm just so boring or over-analytical or annoying when I'm being myself. (sighs) I went to her wedding. I was invited to her family trip this year. 
And I think with her, it is my own past trauma in relationships that make me feel so, um, I don't know the fucking way. I don't know the word. (laughs) I couldn't explain it if I tried. I think this is the, the relationship that I'm most curious about. But also, I don't necessarily care. I care to the extent of like, (laughs) what are we? (laughs) But she's prayed for me. She's prayed for my mom. When my mom was going through one of her meltdowns, she let me stay with her. So, sounds like maybe it's a healthy relationship. But then, like, I guess when it comes to this one in particular, I don't have any hesitations in my mind that I could call her if I needed help. But I know she doesn't like to read, so she's not going to read my books, nor is she going to buy or share my book. Especially not my kind of book, like I'm erotic and sensual. So, okay, perhaps this is a healthy relationship. I know where I stand, right? She doesn't have to support my endeavors because I guess that's the reality of everyone. That we'll share other people's shit in a heartbeat before we share friends. Because we look at this other person in a different lens, through a different lens. So, like... Oh, this person is so insightful, so funny, so helpful, so this, so that. Because you're receiving their information differently than you're receiving the information from your friend. I don't know. I actually don't even care to further examine that relationship that I have with this woman. Because I guess I know where I stand. With her, it's going to be... Black men over black women. And then a certain kind of black woman over a different kind of black woman. And then it's all black people. So if I understand that, and maybe that's, see, look, we're getting somewhere an hour, 50, 11 hours later, that I crave an understanding Not only do I crave deeper connections, deep, genuine connections, but I also want to know why do you want to be around somebody you don't like? And then myself, why do I put myself around people that I know don't like me? Because then I can say, well, I'm not putting myself around them. They're actually coming to get me. So then what I could do the next lunchtime is like, you know, You guys are going to tell me that I'm overthinking because that's what they're going to tell me. And I'm going to say, I get the feeling that y'all don't really like me. 
that you find me entertaining for whatever reason. I don't know what it is that entertains you, but that you don't actually like me. Oh, boy. Look, I can, I know the fucking play. I know the play. So I don't bother. So I don't fucking bother. And then, like, well, how do you know? How do you know it's going to play out that way? My sister, she said to me, you do a lot of predicting. And I'm like, because I'll be right. And every time I am, every time. She says it as it pertains to our mom. The first giving person that I've ever met. I have plenty of trauma for you, babe. Here, have some, have some more, have some more, have some more. (sighs) But I'll say to my sister, like, no, I'm going to say this and she's going to say that. Then I'm going to say this and she's going to say that. Oh, you don't know that. We get there. I'm going to, I say this, she says that, I say this, she says that. Then my sister steps in and shuts it all down because my mother doesn't give her the type of grief that she gives me. I don't know if it's because she's afraid of her or she wants to keep her around. I don't fucking know. But I'm done. I'm going to go back around and film another and film, record another intro. If you made it this far, you nosy, but that's okay. That's the point, right? This is a journal. Had a lot on my mind. And now there's nothing.